I tell legal lies. I tell legal lies. Lies, lies, legal lies. I tell legal lies. And legal lies. And ban on drugs. Ban on drugs. And legal lies. Have you been in a car accident? Have you been injured? If so, in a wreck? Need a check? Check with us. This is the episode for you. Welcome back to another episode of Black Law and Legal Lies, where we specialize in getting you the money you deserve. I am one of your hosts, Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. You can find me on Twitter and IG at I am Dan on Drugs. And I am also a host here of Just Dan. And you can follow me on Twitter at I tell legal lies. And Afro Becky is still MIA. Now, after her procedure last week, she had to get her asshole stitched. She did. And well, they accidentally stitched the wrong asshole. So she's she's not here today either. But she'll be back next week. Um, you know, it's that time of year. Uh you get Thanksgiving, Christmas, all these holidays, flying out to see family here and there. So yeah, there's that. Mm. So, anyway, the show. We have one. Um, <laughs> we do? Yes, we do. You can find the show on Twitter, IG, Facebook, everywhere else at Black Law Podcast. And remember, if you like the show, please subscribe, rate, review. Rate and review, man. Yeah. Rate and review. Either or. Rate or review. Or do both. Do both if you're feeling uh, generous. Now, if this is your first time listening... One of the episodes that I would recommend you go back and listen to, great episode, is NRA, National Redneck Association, where we talked about gun laws, um, loopholes in our current gun legislation, and some common sense gun laws. And there are many, many loopholes. And we even called a gun store, and we got the red, I mean, the, the, the guy that works there to answer a few questions for us. So check it out. It's called NRA, National Redneck Association. So have you ever been in a car accident before? I'm sure many of you have. And I can imagine the shock. (laughs) I mean, you're sitting there. You're getting off, getting off the exit. You know, the ramp turns. Oh, you got to yield. So you're yielding, but you have to stop because back home, people actually stop for yields. If you can't get over down here in the South, Yield ain't nothing but a sign, bro. You know what? So. If you're in a wreck with an 18-wheeler, don't accept a quick check. Oh, that happened to one of my um my old, old, old um manager at Domino's. He was driving a little-ass 1990s Honda Accord. An 18-wheeler was switching lanes, and I guess he was in the blind spot or whatever. Sent his car spinning across the interstate. Boom, hit the middle, um, the divider or whatever. Car bounced off of that, back to the other side of um, the shoulder. Dude's talking about, I was just holding my steering wheel, and it wouldn't work no matter which way I turned it. So I was like, damn, bro. Actually, my um, sister-in-law and my nephew, they were in a car that was almost crushed by an 18-wheeler. The, once again, in a blind spot, but they were actually in their lane, stopped at a red light. This 18-wheeler turned, and as it turned, it 
crushed Clipped them. them. It it ba- they were in the middle of the eighteen wheeler, so it turned, and as it turned, their car it went just like went underneath, underneath uh-huh. the eighteen wheeler. It was it was crazy, man. And I know they got paid. They did get a good bit of money. My um my nephew at the time though he was about five. And when I tell you he talked about that forever, every time he saw an 18-wheeler on the highway, he would say, big truck, big truck. He was traumatized. Yeah, and that that happens to a lot of children in our community, well, in any communities, but I'm speaking from experience and from a person of color's perspective. Our children are exposed to so much stuff that, that the majority of America, the non-colored people, <laughs> um, that aren't exposed to. I mean, we see higher rates of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. We see higher rates of drug use. Mm-hmm. Now, that's per per capita, I guess. Um, we see higher rates of everything. Now, here's a true story. I have multiple siblings. Multiple, multiple. Too many to count. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know some of them siblings. Well, I used to have to babysit my little sister and no one could afford a babysitter. So I would be watching her until her mother, because we don't have the same mother, um, got off work. So every time the diaper needed to be changed, you know what I did? I used to pick her up just like this under hand under each arm, hold her facing out, open the door and just go door to door is row houses, go door to door. Until you Can found you change somebody my to little change. sister? <laughs> Can you change my little sister? Why don't you do it? I teach you how to do it. I remember Miss Elsie used to love Miss Elsie, old lady. I teach you how to do it because you're not gonna keep coming to my house and having me change <laughs> your sister's <laughs> shitty ass <laughs> diapers. So I not be like this. Okay, Miss Elsie, you can show me how to do it. So she'd be like, you do this and you do this and don't you use that baby powder. You know, that's y'all, y'all young, young parents want to use the baby powder. You don't use baby powder. And this, oh, and then you do the Vaseline because Vaseline keeps you from uh getting the, uh Chief. some kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, Miss Elsie, you, thank you so much. About two hours later. Ding dong. Miss <laughs> Elsie, I forgot how to do it. <laughs> But nah, so there's trauma. Trauma runs deep in our community. It does. And trauma from different sources. But we're talking about, since we're talking about car accidents, that is actually something that most people in the uh, black and brown community consider a come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. And uh, even though this is something that's really serious and, and I'm going to, not go off on a tangent, but I'm going to soliloquize. Go on a tangent? Okay. No, I'm not going off on a tangent. But because I'm a legal professional and I see things that most people don't see, we live in a very litigious society. And more so, the state in the state of Louisiana, our car insurance is per capita because... Dan loves to say that word, so I'm just going to throw that in there. But if you look up, if you Google it, statistically, we have... Top five. Right. Highest car insurance rates. That's because in you niggas in can't major. drive. No, it's because... You niggas we can't drive. are very litigious. It is because... Now, if you got into a little fender bender 
and you settled it amongst yourselves. You didn't get the insurance involved. We our insurance rates would not be like they were. But here's why the would thing. you not get the insurance companies involved? Because if I bump you, say say I just bump you, and we get out and we look, and you don't you have a little scratch on your fender. Mm-hmm. I have a little on your bumper. I have mm-hmm. a little scratch on my fender, and we say, okay, all is well. We going along our way. Here's the problem with that. Squash it. Here's the problem. Quick story. I was driving, got off the interstate, red light. I'm stopped. Some lady, she her, she dropped her phone charger or something. She reaches down to get it and boom, smacks the back of me, right? I'm in a big ass truck. She's in a Lexus. So her car naturally kind of goes under the back of my truck to where mm-hmm. my trailer hitch is. Mm-hmm. So I felt a boom. And I'm like, you stupid motherfucker. So I get out. I go look. And her car, the front of her car smashed the fuck up. My truck, I'm looking at it like I might have one scratch. I'm good. So I thought about saying, because I don't like dealing with shit. So I'm just like, eh, I'm good. But, but that's a different situation because her vehicle was messed up. Right. And she could try to make it seem as if I you did were, it. Right. But that, you know, this is a different situation. What I'm talking about is, okay, the person who hit accepts responsibility. Neither one of these cars are damaged. Neither, nobody in either car is damaged. And you take pictures. You do take pictures. Take pictures mm-hmm. of the accident. I've gotten pictures of your driver's license and your insurance information. And maybe even have you sign something, you know, saying accepting mm. responsibility. Not not That's saying tricky. that That's I, tricky. it is not saying that it works all the time. But as I was saying, that is the reason why our insurance rates are so high, because every little bump, we immediately Call Morris Bart or Michael Hingle or the strong arm or Frank, you know, Frank D'Amico. We call, you know, or we Dan call, on drugs. We call all of these personal injury attorneys. We get insurance companies involved. We get lawyers involved. And anytime an insurance company has to pay out money, we see that as consumers. So our insurance rates are so high because of these car accidents that could be resolved without intervention of the courts or insurance companies. But because black and brown people, people of color think that a, a um accident is a come up. And like I said, we will go to the chiropractor and um this doctor and that doc- don't, don't have no injuries. You know, we got a little soft tissue injury. So we have to go, you know, and they tell you how many times you go, you got to go at least five times. You go to the doctor at least five times. You go to therapy at least six times. And then you get this $10,000 payout and you walk away like, man, that was easy money. Now, I can let me let me say something back home in the D.C. area. We don't really have that problem. Now, of course, people are going to go through their insurance if there is a, a considerable amount of damage. But. One of the things I attribute it to, because Anne keeps saying black and brown people, I, I attribute it to New Orleans, uh, the South in general. <laughs> um, well, one, they are bad drivers, but that's not no, the point. No, we are not bad you, drivers. You guys are not at all. Top, y'all make top five every year. Not at all. So if maybe going back to episode a couple weeks ago, maybe if people were able to make livable wages down here, here we go. they wouldn't have to 
use things like car accidents as come ups because, you know, the average household income in the city of New Orleans is twenty eight thousand dollars. That's the average household. That means you can have four people living there. Twenty eight thousand dollars. So, yeah, sometimes you need nigga need to get in a wreck. (laughs) Shit. It's not that black and brown people inherently want to go out here and come up. They have to down here because they they don't make money. No, that's all over, though. We there are certain things that people and more often than not, people of color see as come ups. man. Tax returns. That's a come up. How is that? Because it's free money. Even though I hear all the time, it's my money. The government just needs to give me my money. It's not. It's free money. If you're getting earned income credit, free money. Nah, it's not that's your mine. money. But anyway. But, labor. Labor. But like, you get paid for labor, right? Like I was saying, there are certain things that people of color see as come ups. And I believe in our fiscal responsibility, our little sidebar can't remember what episode it was but we started talking about fiscal responsibility you know this is not how you become fiscally responsible but we see tax returns as come-ups we see car accidents as come-ups we see oh uh they had that lawsuit with the lead paint that's a come-up oh the uh the the train spilled some stuff oh yeah we about to get in on this lawsuit I had no injury, but I I was in the radius, and I'm. Oh, that's a come up. BP, you remember how many damn people were affected by the BP oil spill? And you know how many people were self-employed and and I got was a fisherman. You I know they got fish. BP money, right? You know there are certain things that we in our community see as come ups, and we will do everything in our power to get in on these come ups. See, and I think I honestly do think that that's a regional thing because back home we we just like Man, y'all got the, some stuff that y'all think is a come up half of the shit that i see down here such as the car accidents all of the class well i mean a class action will probably get attention anywhere but let's say car accidents uh would you say the other one was tax returns, tax returns. i just i don't see that back home maybe i was just oblivious to it <laughs> but i i don't see it and when i got down here i actually got offended like we were doing I was volunteering for this company uh, right after Hurricane Katrina because I wanted to help the community. So what they were doing is helping people with the state sales tax um, <laughs> thing where <laughs> if, uh, you know, this this guy found out that if you bought some stuff and there's a disaster or something like that, that you can get some of your state income tax you paid on that or something like, like that. Refunded. Sales tax. They were refunding the sales tax on items that were damaged right so do you know how many people came in and i got mad how many people came in and, and they, they had made 50 million dollars worth of stuff in their house this one lady i swear mm-hmm. i will put my hand on a bible the other hand on two family members graves because this one stuck out <laughs> this lady made like thirteen thousand dollars this bitch had <laughs> on the form why she gotta be a bitch? this bitch had on the form big no, it just said screen. I never heard of that until I got back until I got down here. Screen. One hundred thousand dollars. I said, damn, that's an expensive screen. What kind of screen? You know, the screen in your front room. Like the door. Big screen TV. Yeah, a big screen TV. They called that a screen. So I said, ma'am, you paid a hundred thousand dollars for a TV? Yeah. I'm like, I'm just you made thirteen thousand dollars. You probably don't even have a house that's worth $100,000 because back then shit was cheap. 
you paid. And so I took this form and I went to the back. I said, this isn't going to fly. So I said uh, to the guy that was running this whole volunteer, um, volunteer organization type of thing. So I said, hey, look, this lady said she spent $100,000 on the TV. He said, you should have saw the one I saw yesterday, buddy. So I'm like, okay, so what are we doing? Well, she said she spent $100,000 on it. Put it through. All right. So had a couple more like that come through. And I'm looking and I'm getting disgusted each time. I'm like, you motherfuckers are lying. <laughs> and it's like no one wanted to do anything. And the the volunteer guy that ran the volunteer thing, his whole thing was like, the reason why I'm doing it, because if we don't do it, someone else is going to do it or they're going to do it themselves. So we might as well at least make sure the forms are correct. So, yeah, New Orleans, that is the home of the come up. That I've never seen as I much think in shit. Any, I think in any inner city community, there are come ups and it might be indigenous to certain places, you know, what that particular come up is, but every region has its version of the come up and car accidents just happen to be the come up of New Orleans for sure. We have more personal injury attorneys in the city of New Orleans than we have shoes on the ground i promise y'all man they everywhere so there's this guy that we both know same same kind of thing we were just talking about where the person bumps you and not a lot of damage right so he bumps the back of some <laughs> lady's car <laughs> not a lot of damage mm-hmm. and this dude actually does auto body work so mm-hmm. he would be the one that can assess the damage sixty thousand dollars actually wanted this person Wanted to pay this person for their damage. Wanted wanted to do exactly like I said at the top of the show. Exchange information, take pictures, get the get whatever damage fixed, have it fixed out of pocket without getting insurance involved or lawyers involved. Lady refused to do so. Had absolutely no I mean had minimal damage, scratch on the bumper. Did not have any injuries to her that were caused by the accident. But something that I've I've made mention of before, I'll make mention of it now because we're talking about injuries to your person. In Louisiana, you basically take the person as they are. So if this person had a bum knee prior to getting hurt in this car accident and they say it was exacerbated by the car accident take them as they are you can you can actually be held liable for further injury to this bum knee or this bum arm or my bum back or the initial you could have the like for instance not that i have a bad shoulder but let's just say i have a bad shoulder mm-hmm. i get in an accident that and you say it was caused by the accident huh. mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm and so this is how this our mutual friend actually winds up having his insurance company pay this person. It wasn't sixty; I think it was something like thirty between thirty and forty, something like that. I, yes. I just know it was huge amount it was of a, money. It was a ridiculous amount of money for what it was. But this person went to doctors; they got a lawyer. They did all of this, and in the end, the insurance company wound up paying them a very substantial amount of money. See, and that's some bullshit, too. But. And that's why I said 
it's a come up. Man, I look at it like this. Like the person that ran into the back of me and I thought about letting them go, but then I realized their car smashed up and mm-hmm. they could blame it on me. Right. Your, a, your situation totally different. That, that is something I would. And, and the best thing that you could ever do, you know, iPhones or smartphones actually have made it even better because there are apps that you can use. You can use the Geico app. Yeah, you can to document accident mm-hmm. and you can take pictures that like that Geico app will actually tell you how to take the pictures, what to take. You know, you you'll be able to input information into the you know, the app. And honestly, if you're in a situation and you feel uncomfortable, I mean, I am by no means saying don't get police involved because I have a story about a person that was in a company van and this person was hit by someone who in turn turned, they had like four people in the car who in turn turns around and tries to sue them saying that they're the reason. And this person, like the company van, hold was on, in slow the, down. So the person in the company van got hit right. by another car. Person in the company van was in the left, far left lane, about to make a left turn. Mm -hmm. This car was in the lane next to them Mm -hmm. and wanted to turn where the company van was going to make the left turn. So they basically turned into the van. Right. Turned out of the middle lane into the van. Like the company van is making this left turn. They turned as well and was not supposed to take that turn lane was supposed to go straight mm-hmm. took the turn hit them hit the company van mm-hmm. police were called police report basically states everything person admitted in the police report that they turned out of the middle lane mm-hmm. but then tried to sue the company because they it saw was a company because right because and then you know around here there is a commercial that runs as far as personal injury goes. It says, if they have a name on it, call me. Mm-hmm. So basically, she must have saw the commercial and been like, man, I need to call them. Man, see, that's that's some shady shit. But with my shit, I did call the police. Well, first I actually got out. Now, mind you, I, I do talk about my anxiety often, all the time, as much as I can. So shit like this is horrible for someone Mm -hmm. with anxiety. So the first thing I did, I swear to God, y'all do not laugh at me. I put my truck in park and I stopped for a second and think I wanted to get out. But I said, all right, hold on. Let me turn my car off, take my keys. These niggas ain't stealing my car because I know this scam. (laughs) It's when they hit you and you jump out, they jump in your car and be trying to steal your shit. So anyway, I jump out. And I walked back, lady, young lady. She was she was actually pretty nice. Um, I walk up to her window. I'm like, "Are you okay?" She said, "Yeah, I'm so sorry. I, I dropped my phone charger and whatever, whatever." So I noticed a kid in the back seat. So I said, "Have you checked on your child? Is your child okay?" She says, "Yeah, she's fine. Just a little shaken up." I'm like, "I just walked out <laughs> here, and bitch, you ain't check on your child." But um, anyway, a cop rolls by. So I'm like, "Lucky." I wave my hand. Cop uh, pulls up. So Weren't you on the interstate? I was on the exit getting off of the on interstate. On the ramp. Yep. Right. So cop rolls up and I'm like, great. This is perfect time in five minutes. So cop jumps out and says, 
Is anybody hurt? I said, I don't know. I'm not. So the other lady says, I'm not. So she uh, jumps back in her car and is like, okay, someone will be here. Like, you here. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, cops be trying not to do that <laughs> shit, man. So I made mention. I said, look, she has a child in the car as well. So cop stops and was like, you saw the look. Like, come on, really? You going to make me? Ma'am, is your child okay? <laughs> yeah, she's a little shaken up. Okay, somebody be here. So I guess they either have specific people that do tickets and shit like that. So cop gets out there. He was like, uh, license, registration, all that. He, we do all the swapping and whatever, whatever. So anyway, I'm good, right? And then I, I got a call. I actually got a call from her insurance company. I wasn't going to do nothing because my truck had like a scratch on it. That's it. Her insurance company started call, like asking me all these questions about the accident and stuff because I guess she had filed a, a claim with her insurance company. The, so the people was pissing me off on the phone. Cause I'm like, look, man, leave me the fuck alone. Basically, like I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm good. Stop calling. Well, we need to know about this and that and this. I said, all right, I got some for y'all, bitches. I called <laughs> Geico. I said, look, got an accident. Somebody rear-ended me, and you know, I got eight hundred some dollars out of that shit. And then the auto body place, it was just like, uh, your parts are in, nigga. I ain't tell you to order them parts. I just needed the quote. <laughs> so. Yeah, I can see how it's a come up. Yeah, and but and uh something else. You know, I remember when um what insurance company had the herbs, like they would come out on the spot and pay you, like give you cash. On the spot. I've never even heard of that. Yes, they would if if the people that hit you had this insurance company, I can't remember what insurance Oh, was it State Farm? No, I'm- it was progressive 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 had they they called them herbs and um they would come out assess whatever and then would write you a check on the spot you know how many people just took the check and ran like oh wait you are right because that happened to my mama they came to the house they um they didn't come to the scene they came to the house my mama got an accident progressive came to the house lady had her little like laptop back then mm-hmm. and did print her a check the mm-hmm. same day mm-hmm. she got her check the same, same day. day that's correct i do remember that so yes. anyway in the spirit of helping people what do you do when you get into a car accident i'm sure a lot of people know you stop don't keep going like drivers in new orleans shut up we don't do that <laughs> anyway shut up anyway so you know, first and foremost, make sure that you are in a safe place. Most people, and and please, you know what, y'all, be considerate. If your vehicle can move, no, yes, no, that move that, that shit. same that same accident I'm talking about when a lady hit me, we were in the middle of an exit ramp, and I learned this back home. You don't fucking move your car unless you're on the interstate. Don't fucking move your car. So the cop that came by and was like, "Are y'all okay?" I'm like. Look, should we move over to the side? She said, no. Wait until the officer responding gets here. Nah, you can move. You can, but I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, take pictures. I don't think that's a you good have, idea. You have, you have phones nowadays that can document everything. Take pictures. If, if you... 
I can get with taking pictures. You know, take pictures from all angles so that they can see. And I'm not talking about fly by night pictures. I'm talking about clear pictures where they can see what's happening. Take pictures. And then you could pictures are worth a thousand words. You can show the pictures to the cop and the cop can assess. Most people don't move because they want to make sure that the cop can say, oh, that this person was at fault. But mm-hmm. I mean, you are be. I'm trying to say be considerate. I hate that shit, especially if your vehicles can move. Move them out the way. Just because you hate the shit don't hate, mean you I should do it. I hate that shit. Anyway, nah. be safe. Be be safe, though. Get yourself to safety. Something else, like I said, document, document, document. This is what I need people to do, honestly. Because nowadays, you can ride around with proof of insurance that says that you have it and you really don't. You know, mm-hmm. you you have an insurance card that says that your insurance goes to 2019, but... Oh, yeah, that's the old nigga trick where you go to the dealership, they make you get insurance, and then you cancel it as soon as you drive right, off you the ha- lot. Right, you haven't. So this is what I would suggest you do. If this person pulls out an insurance card and say that they have X, Y, and Z, before you leave the scene, call and find out if this person has insurance. Because I I have friends who actually done basically done everything right, got insurance information. You know, somebody hit them. They got insurance information, took pictures of it. The insurance card says that she was covered by insurance. But when all was said and done, and the insurance company was called, he was told that she she may or may not. Now this is this is direct quote. She may or may not have had insurance coverage when the accident occurred now your insurance company is going to know whether or not you do but But what you're going to do though like on the scene okay so you call and geico or whoever the what's the one the general says nah that person don't have insurance with us so then what so then that that actually helps you out even more because now you're driving she's driving without insurance so the cop can write her a ticket for that can take the tags off our car. I mean, th- things that can happen, you know, to strengthen up your case. Now, in this particular case, if somebody does not have insurance, let me tell you, all is not lost. You can actually sue this person privately mm-hmm. and get a judgment. And if this person has a job, you can actually garnish wages. That's once an you expensive have, lawsuit, once you have though. a judgment. No, it's not, actually. Shit, I tried to do that. Like, the dude that hit my car, this is a different story. I'm always getting hit from the back. <laughs> mm. that's, he likes you from gay. the back, America and beyond. Yep, yep. Um, Just in case we die, because somebody <laughs> fucking... Nah, uh, so someone was driving... This was an illegal immigrant. He mm. was driving somebody else's car. The the car had insurance and was registered, right? He hit me at a gas pump. I'm pumping gas. He hit me. So anyway, uh, fast forward, call the cops. Cops say, I'm sorry, we can't do anything about this because you're on private property. So that's another thing that right. I learned down Something here. That's so correct. I'm like, okay, what do we do? Just exchange information. Dude didn't speak any English. I spoke enough Spanish, but not, not the shit he was talking. He was talking that fast <laughs> Spanish shit. So I called 911 back. I said, I'll be damned. I'm getting a police officer here, right? Because I'm like, uh, I called 911 back and I'm like, look, 
there is a communication barrier between the person who hit me and myself. They speak a different language. Can you send somebody to at least assist with the exchange of um information? So they get out there. I give the cop my ID, my driver's license, my concealed carry permit because I had my gun on my hip. And trust me, I was thinking about it, people. But and I give them my insurance. So cop goes to the other person. The cop didn't even fucking speak Spanish. And I told him, I'm like, they don't speak English. So cop has a translator on the phone or something. Turns out person didn't have a driver's license, didn't have an ID. And he was not he was here illegally. So to me, that says, boom, he going to jail and getting deported. Nope. Nope. So basically. Because police officers are not ICE agents. Yep. So I'm like, at least arrested for driving without a license. Nope. Because we're on private property. Uh, Whatever. whatever. So anyway, the police ran the license plate, gave me the information to the owner of the car. So called Geico. Uh, this was progressive back then. And this is why I switched to Geico. Besides saving 15 percent, call progressive said this is the person's information. This has happened twice. Once to me, once to Becky. They took the they took the thing. They filed whatever they had to do. So the other insurance companies were trying to get in touch with the owner of the the vehicle. If the owner of the vehicle does not respond, it's dead right there. So progressive was got in touch with ABC, ABC auto insurance, one of them hood auto insurance. (laughs) And ABC was like, well, I'm sorry, we can't get in contact with our client, the the person that pays us. So there's I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. So I had to pay my damn deductible to get my shit fixed. Progressive said uh, they could sue the other mm-hmm. the other um, insurance company since the person's insured. Other insurance company paid me maybe 70 percent of what my deductible was. So I forgot where I was going with this, but. Yeah. You said it was an expensive lawsuit to to sue privately. Yeah. Oh, to sue the person. Yeah. So if I had to sue the person, well, I'm assuming my car insurance progressive at the time would have handled that. Or would I have to go out, get a lawyer myself? Well, you could. They they actually could because your insurance company. Now, once your insurance company pays for your damages, then it becomes their fight so they have the option to pursue legal reparations against the other person because now it's their money that they've expended so So if it's not a lot of money though and they're just like and whatever so i'm still shit out of luck with my deductible that i done but then you can like i said you can also privately sue this person small especially depending on the amount small claims court is an option and that's not a lot of money and once you actually have a judgment as i said earlier when you have a money judgment you can actually get a garnishment Hmm. so then here it is every time they get paid you get a check yeah this person had a whole bunch of illegal immigrants living with them so i something tells me (laughs) they they (laughs) weren't a w-2 all right so going back to the accident scene Take pictures, uh, Take pictures, document, 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 video. Document. Um, exactly. Here's another one, too, because a lot of times this will happen, especially in the moment with uh, adrenaline and everything going on. The person at fault will say, I'm sorry, I didn't see you or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. 
if you got some video rolling or a little uh, the voice memo, because as soon as the popos get there, they're, you know, I didn't do nothing. And they did. Now, keep in mind that in the state of Louisiana, we have something called comparative negligence. So they could actually find you some percentage of fault. If you are found to be a certain percentage at fault, whatever award that you're given would be reduced by that amount. So say you switched lanes without putting your blanker on, Mm -hmm. right? And because you switched lanes and you didn't put your blanker on, someone in the lane that you switched in hit you, Mm -hmm. okay? So because they hit you from the back, most people think, okay, automatically they're 100% at fault. Not always. And you know you also can't get pregnant if they hit you from the back. No, wait, which hole? That either. No, it's not true. Man, internet That's don't no lie. lie. Internet don't lie. Anyway, so as I say, comparative negligence. So what that means is, say you were found to be 10% at fault and the other person 90%. And the award that you were given, say it's $1,000 for simplicity. So you get 900 Right, because you were 10% at fault. How often do you see that? used or have actually it yes it 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 actually can be used i've seen insurance company get out of paying certain amounts of money because of comparative negligence that's some bullshit no because if you did something to cause that to help the accident along well driving is you're helping (laughs) the accident no if you if you if you do something unlawful Right. If you you did some maneuver that you were not supposed to, like you came across three lanes of traffic to get to the exit that somebody was coming on and they hit you in the back because of that. Man, you know, that that's some other shit. Now you have to have somebody that will back you up. And one so thing, you got to get backed up while you getting hit from the back, y'all. <laughs> one thing I can say, I've seen a lot of. People will stop. People who've seen the accident, they will stop and give witness statement. Mm-hmm. Because in that in the accident I was telling you about with the company vehicle, mm-hmm. they had several people who actually stopped, gave the driver their information, and actually swore out statements. Damn. So I mean, would this would in this. Where where did this accident take place? If you if you will, like was it suburb? Was it inner Claiborne? So it was inner city in the hood, South Claiborne Avenue. As a matter of fact, inner city super (laughs) in the hood. See, that's something I noticed too. Is a lot. You know, poor people get a lot of shit. They just get shit on over. But a lot of the times, they actually do the right thing. thing. Mm -hmm. And in the suburbs. And, you know, these uh, we're more, minding our own business. Yeah, exactly. They don't they don't stop for accidents. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do is if I see the accident, I'll stop. I, I got business cards. I'm a photographer on my business cards. Um, <laughs> so, no, I, I do carry business cards because I used to used to do photography. So I'll hand them. I'll hand each person that was in the accident my business card and. That's it. I'll leave. So what what it happened like twice, this happened twice, once on Clearview is I'll get a call from the officer on the scene. 
and they'll be like, um, can you just explain what happened? Yada, yada, yada. So I explain what happened. Good enough. Cause I ain't about to sit there for two hours waiting for the police to come. Here my business card. If anybody needs to talk to me, I saw what happened. Well, I know one time I've only pulled over once. And I mean, actually saw the accident, pulled over, asked both P parties if they were okay. Then I asked them if they needed me to stay so that I could give the police, you know. What they say? Nah, we all right. We good. Well, no. It was two white people, two white ladies. Oh, you're going to have to stay. Yes. No. Would you like some cold beverages? The person who was in the car that was hit, and once again, hit from behind. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how it happens. That was a mother driving, teenage daughter in the um, passenger seat. Older white lady is the person that hit them. Mm -hmm. So I asked the mother, like... She immediately was on the phone. As I pulled up, I hear her on the phone with her insurance company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went to the window on the passenger side. Daughter rolls the the um, window down and I asked, you know, are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine. I'm like, how about your mom? Even though I can see she's perfectly fine because she's on the phone talking to an insurance company. I'm mm-hmm. like, and I'm listening to her. And so I said, do you need me to stay so that I can, you know, tell the police what I saw. And the mother's like, yes, 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 stay. And the daughter's like, ma'am, you don't have to stay. We're fine. And um, and let me guess, can, you listen to the daughter. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, it, was like, it was like, okay, y'all good. I don't need to stay. I see y'all later. Good luck. Got Man, my vehicle and rolled my ass on. Should have gave me your contact info. But check this. Here's another one because we're just sharing accident stories now. <laughs> I'm back home. This was during Katrina when we had to evacuate and we were gone for weeks or months. Um, I'm driving down Route 1 in, in Fairfax County. Late at night, I am drunk. <laughs> what? This dude, like, I am drunk. Yes, I am pissy drunk. I'm trying to think, was this for Katrina? I think, I think, no, nah, it would have had to been because I was still drinking. So it would have had to been 2000. Three-ish. Huh. Anyway, I'm riding down um, Route 1 back home, pissy drunk. Just left my cousin Marcus's the stalker's house, right? (laughs) So I see the worst accident I've ever seen in my life. There was one guy in the left turning lane. He had the green arrow to turn. Route 1 speed limit's probably about 45, 50 miles an hour. People do about 60. Somebody T-boned him. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I saw was... Like, I saw the entire accident. I'm like, holy shit. So my light turned green, right? And then I had one of them moments like, I'm pissy drunk. What the fuck do I do? So I drive my my little car over. And the guy who actually T-boned him was a firefighter, believe it or not. And it's probably somebody that Paul knew because the same department. But um, I roll up. I roll down my window. And I'm like, y'all okay? So the firefighter's like, yeah, we're all right. So the other guy, two Spanish dudes on the ground, that, that's probably my payback, too. When <laughs> when the dude, the legal immigrant hit me. Wait, so the Spanish people are on the ground. Like, they <laughs> fell out. No, nah, they ain't fall out. They just got out their car and they sat down. And they was, like, shaking up. You okay. Because their car was fucked. And I'm like, damn, I'm pretty sure. Because I asked them, too. I'm like, are y'all okay? And they just, they, they was just, like, in a daze. Mm-hmm. So I'm like... 
I can't stay because I'm drunk. Because as soon as the police get here, <laughs> they're they going to know that I'm right. driving drunk. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck, I got to go. But um, and this was before I had business cards and all that. So I ended up leaving. And I can only imagine that you have two Spanish people that might not have spoke English very well. Mm-hmm. Then you have a white firefighter Mm -hmm. you know whose fault that accident Mm -hmm. was so i felt real bad but if y'all listening (laughs) i couldn't i couldn't do nothing i was drunk i feel real bad but you know what so my last story actually involves me hitting somebody from the back so that sounds about right (laughs) so Mm -hmm. so i am coming off of an exit going to my house and i press my brakes Not, this is not recent. I was about 18. And crazy thing is, I'm coming from the store preparing for a birthday party. Like, it was summertime. I was having a barbecue slash crawfish boil. Wait, is this the time when you put the bumper in the backseat? No, this is not that time. Thank you. Your accidents be fucked up. (laughs) Shut up. So, anyway, so I'm coming off the exit, and I press the back. I'm in my dad's car, press the brakes on my dad's car. Nothing happens. And I'm like, I promise y'all, I'm like pressing the brakes, pressing the brakes. Nothing happened. I don't even think about the emergency brakes, brakes, but boom, I hit this car that stopped. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the here's the messed up part. They had a a, um, middle age, about 40 ish man and woman in this car. I hit them, and honestly, it was not that hard. It really wasn't. That That's was what no, they all say. That was no damage to my car. There was no damage to their car. But do you know that the woman got out, opened the door, and fell on the ground? The man got out. He was rubbing the back of his leg. like, And I'm looking at him thinking to myself, now nah, these bitches want to say they have whiplash. I mean, you got to take I, them how you find them, no, though, man. No, and I couldn't, like... That was my the very first accident I ever had. And I'm just looking and I'm shaking my head and I'm like, this is New Orleans. You know, like, how you go open your door and fall out like See, you I, majorly I, you hurt. Know what? I need you to apologize to black and brown people because you just said that this was a white middle aged couple. No, it wasn't. Oh, never no. Mind. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> I, I just I, said. I tried, y'all. I, I tried. said 45-ish man. man and woman. It was black people. Got out the car. Like I said, woman opens the door and falls on the ground. That's Man gets out, start rubbing the back of his neck, back and forth, talking about, huh, uh. And I'm looking and I'm like, man, y'all ain't hurt. And what's funny about the situation, cops were not called. You hurt so bad that when you open the door, you fall on the ground. Police were not called. Ambulance or was not called. How did y'all, like, back then, I mean, I, I was driving before cell phones were a big thing, but I wasn't an experienced driver. How did y'all get police on the scene without cell phones? You had to wait for somebody to go somewhere like and call? Like, you, you went and you called? Like, they, you know, they had stores all around, so either you went across the street and say, hey, been in an accident, could you call the police? Or whatever, whatever. But... Nobody got called. Like, they didn't even try to do that. It was, let me see your driver's license. You see my driver's license. You write down my information. Give me your information, you know, insurance information. Here's my insurance information. All written down. Go about their way. Homegirl got up after 
like she stayed on the ground the whole time me and this old guy were exchanging information. Once he had all my information, I had all his. She jumped up and got in the car, and I'm like, "Yeah." See that? I'm 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 just picturing this now because this was before cell phones, before camera phones. So it's like laying on the ground. That ain't gonna do nothing because you can't get no <laughs> photo ops. You can't take no selfies and shit. No, but she just I guess she just wanted to to say or wanted to give me a out. visual right so that when she telling her friends man they hit me so hard i opened the door and i had to fall out the car man well this is the very last accident story here and then we'll tell you what to do this one will take the cake this will top everything this is not and this this is from paul this is a call that he ran oh lord so a lady gets t-boned she loses her arm in the process her arm is literally ripped from her torso. Oh, my God. So Paul and them get there and the lady is up and walking around. And she was like, I didn't even see the car come. Now, she's missing her arm. But she doesn't feel it. The adrenaline oh is real. So she was like, um, yeah, I didn't even see the other car. And oh, are the other people OK? And Paul's like, you need to be worried about yourself. <gasps> So, come to find out, I don't know if someone told Paul this or or it just happened, but Paul's like, man, I've never seen someone walking around without a fucking limb. They, The ambulance got here. They put her on the stretcher. As soon as she laid down, died. So, she could have used that time. This is the type of shit that fucks Paul up, and this is the type of shit that makes me think, too. If she had a family, she could have used, used that, that time, time to, call, to call and speak to him one last time. she was worried about the other people. Yeah, and it's like, I'm pretty sure she she didn't, I don't know if she realized she was missing an arm, but she didn't realize that she was going to lay down and die. And she die. was probably like, thank you, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm alive. alive. Right. right. So, uh, yeah, that one takes the cake and goes into a somber note. Wait, so she was the one that got T-boned. Yes. Okay. She got But she thought up. it was her fault. No, she she didn't. She was saying she didn't see the car that was coming that hit to her. Hit her. Yeah, okay. and whatever. So anyway, so we we got take pictures, document. I say don't move. Anne says move. I mean, move if you can move safely because I mean, be kind of considerate. As long as you're documenting everything and you can show the cops what happened, I mean, it's all good. But on another somber note, all jokes aside, because. Cars are very dangerous things. We we roll around in cars every day and we don't realize these metal monsters are very dangerous. People lose their lives every day because mm-hmm. of car accidents. And please do not drive drunk. Don't drive distracted. Do not. I mean, your cell phones, that selfie or that text message. All of that shit can wait until you stop and not at a red light. You remember that video from, I think it was last year, where the girl was on all kinds of drugs and drunk and she was driving with her sister in the car doing a selfie, Mm -hmm. spun out, Mm -hmm. and then her sister died. And it's always like that, too. It's like the The passenger dies. The passenger dies. And I'm saying all that to say, recently we had... Someone who was sentenced to 20 years in jail. Should have got more. She damn sure should have got more. This person, and, and you know, that's something else. We're going to have to ha- do an episode about that. 
This person, this was her third DUI. Mm -hmm. She was driving. Her license had been suspended. She was still driving. Mm -hmm. She cost this man his life. She hit him coming over a bridge, rammed his car into the side of the bridge, and one of the railings came off and went through his windshield and through him. Mm -hmm. This person died. He left a wife and he left children. She, what, 23, 24, 25, something like that? Uh Uh-huh. Quick, let me interject. For those of you who have seen the movie Final Destination, where you he was riding mm-hmm. up to the truck and then the wood came through the windshield. That's that real. Was the accident. That's exactly what it looked like. That that is real. And she is now going to spend twenty years and probably not even do the whole twenty. Mm-hmm. But when she comes out, she will still live the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. But like I said, her third DUI three. Mm-hmm. We need to do something about those laws as well. You that's partially y'all fault. And when I say y'all, I mean, I mean, your profession. Do you know how many DUI lawyers there are out here? And I think we had to ask an attorney where a dude was trying to get out of a DUI. And he was like, should I get a regular (laughs) lawyer or a DUI? Like, just get rid of that shit. I mean, if you're drunk, you're drunk, period. Fuck a lawyer. Like, just. Right. Well, every, you know, the thing is driving under the while under the influence is a crime. So everybody is innocent until proven guilty in these United States. You're proven guilty on the spot with the breathalyzer. Yeah, but you still have to go to trial and you still have to be. And then the, you know, this day and age, there are, um, what do they call them? Um, not interventional. The device. Oh, the, um, diversionary. Right. They Mm -hmm. call them They have diversionary programs where if you go, to these classes and you do all this stuff, they will allow, you know, they'll give you a license back and do all this other stuff. But a lot of times that does not work. I know for a fact, personal experience, I have somebody who had one of these breath breathalyzer things installed in their cars. You, you know, you're supposed, to blow, else to blow in you're it. supposed to blow in it in order to no See, nowadays it's sophisticated because they have cameras. You have they have the ones that have the camera and so every time you blow it takes a picture. Hmm. Or the camera rolls for a certain so that they can make sure that it's you that's that's blowing. But what this person did was they had a second car. Mm-hmm. And they drove that car. And how many of us know he got into another accident? Mm-hmm. So he had this thing installed in the car so you know, these things don't, I mean, the system is cracked. It is. It really is in, in a whole lot of areas. And this is one, I mean, groups like Mothers Against Drunk Drivers. Mad. And Students Against Drunk Drivers. Sad. You know, these groups work to stop this because contrary to popular belief, vehicles are very dangerous. Man, they are extremely dangerous. And as somebody that grew up working on cars, they are not as safe as you think. Now, the old school cars from the 80s, like when the bodies was metal and Mm -hmm. the frame, everything Mm -hmm. was metal, Mm -hmm. a lot safer, even though they didn't have airbags. But now everything... Aluminum and fiberglass. Lightweight. It has Mm -hmm. to be lightweight. They're cheaper to make Mm -hmm. and cheaper to haul. But Mm -hmm. We 
interrupt this program to bring you... What's up? It's your boy, CEO Hayes, host of The Awakened Soul Podcast, a weekly podcast for an insightful and vivifying look at music, movies, TV, pop culture, but more importantly, how it all relates to us culturally and globally. The Awakened Soul can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically Anywhere the podcast can be heard, you can find The Awakened. So we also air in syndication on the radio in several states. I'll be looking out for you guys. The Awakened Soul Podcast, hosted by the one and only CEO Hayes. Peace. Quick thing, too, is I, I know a lot of people, when they do get in accidents, they decline medical uh, treatment Attention. on scene. Mm-hmm. Do go to a doctor, an urgent care center, some even Get if you feel out. fine. Because I remember when Becky got an accident, she declined medical. She felt fine. She got home the next day when she woke up. Her neck was like this. Y'all can't see me, but picture my neck like this. Cro- exactly. Cro- crooked. Um, you know, Officer Michelle did the same thing as well. She got into an accident, refused medical care, and about... Two, three weeks later, started suffering muscle spasms and certain other other things as a result. But at that point, she could no longer do anything I remember about that. Her it. back, right? Right. Yeah, Officer Michelle was lying like a motherfucker. That was a come up, <laughs> Officer Michelle. So, yeah, do. I mean, even if you don't feel, that's a good point to make. Even if you do not feel like you have any injuries, get checked out anyway. Mm-hmm. Because... They tend to present themselves at later times. Mm-hmm. Just like the lady who died with the missing arm. She mm-hmm. was fine for a little bit. But anyway, so then we got we got document. We got move if you can. I if say stand still. Um, get checked out medically. Mm-hmm. Call. A lot of people think that you have to call your insurance company on scene. You do not. not right. You can call them whenever you get around to it. Um, license registration. Very important mm-hmm. to always mm-hmm. have that. I've seen people get their tags taken and you would think it would be as simple as taking your shit. Man, it takes forever to get your tags back. Another thing, make sure you have insurance because in, in back home, they have what's called a SR-22. Do y'all mm-hmm. have those down here? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't. We don't. But yeah, I know what SR-22 is. Man, but we do not have that. My mama got one of them SR-22. She was paying about $600 a month for mm-hmm. car insurance for an old beater. So, mm-hmm. ask an attorney. Oh, I hope y'all learned something, too. Yeah. Ask an <laughs> attorney, 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 attorney. My office building has multiple thermostats in the hallway. Multiple offices share thermostats. We all agree on temperatures. However, recently, the building manager has placed lockboxes around all of the thermostats. There's never anyone on site to adjust the temperature. Is this legal? They are preventing me from controlling our climate. Hell yeah, it's legal. You running up them people uh, electric bill. So they can put the heat on 68, I mean 78, 88 degrees in the middle of the summertime? Here's the thing. Show me where it says that you have the right to have cool air in the summer. And hot and and hot air in the winter. I can actually show it to you because I believe that's part of living in peaceful, peaceful <laughs> living, peaceful habitation. There you go, and comfortability. <laughs> no, now honestly, that would be what what you would really need to do 
is have your boss, whoever it is that signs the lease. The man with the hat. Mm-hmm. Whoever, whoever signed the lease, your boss or the office manager, whomever, have them address that. Because the reason why they do it is for um, savings on electricity and things like that. Mm-hmm. But that is included in the cost of your your rent, your mm-hmm. rental, your lease payments. So you need to address it. It is not illegal. They own the building. They can do with it what they want within reason. But as I said, they do have you do have the right to peaceful habitation and you also and a part of that is actually having the temperature where it needs to be be free from pests and things of that nature so if there is a problem with things of that nature you need to address it with your landlord or they need to address it with the landlord i know in some cities that is illegal because they had this huge thing back home where uh, landlords were putting lock boxes in in apartments on the thermostats, and like they were inside con- inside, and they were controlled remotely. But the problem with there, there was some problem. But anyway, they said you can't do that. They made them remove it, but they were allowed to keep the boxes on in common areas. Where, right, like not inside. You're talking about inside a person's apartment. Right, that you can't do that. Okay, so even though in this office building. The it's outside are outside, but they control and the common temp- and it's in a common area, but it controls the temperature inside. See, that's of a the di- office. But that's a different situation. No, though. this is the situation. No, wait, the one at home, was it residential? Yes, that was residential. All right. And this is commercial, correct? Yes, this okay, is commercial. That, there's a there's a difference there. Man, fuck it. I don't care. Because <laughs> basically what we did was we took a long binder <laughs> clip and straightened that bitch out. And, and you can stick it, it in through the side and, and like do all that shit. Mm-hmm. So this has been yet another episode of Black Law and Legalize. Remember, if you like, please subscribe, subscribe. I hate subscribe. I hear a lot of people say subscribe, subscribe, uh, rate, review, do all that good shit. Follow us on social media across the board at Black Law Podcast. Once again, I am Dan, one of your hosts. You can find me on Twitter and IG at I am Dan on drugs, and you can check me out twice a month on A Few Screws Loose, the podcast. And I am Ann, and you can follow me at I Tell Legal Lies on Twitter. And big ups to my girl, Beck. Hope you get better soon. She'll be all right, and you can follow Ann because she got a few screws loose. Peace out, (laughs) people.